If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Episode 24 of Viking 360 begins with some great news. Uh, we understand this week that uh, Viking head coach Eddie Smolder, with a change of heart, is going to stay put. Ruben, that's great news. It is. Eddie's doing a, a fantastic job of the Viking football program. We're glad he's still here. And although summer's not here yet, but we're already looking forward to August and the beginning of football season. Brian, it's uh, crunch time for the um, spring sport teams. Uh, softball and baseball are uh, into their sectionals, tennis and track into their regionals, so let's get going. She was perhaps the most dominant pitcher in the history of Lady Viking softball. Mike Rubin sits down with Ashley White Childers. You may remember her as Ashley White. She is now Ashley Childers. She was uh, truly a trailblazer. Uh, when it came to high school softball in West Virginia, and she included uh, that included a blazing fastball. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Ashley, uh, you were um, in softball in the uh, late 80s in Ripley, and, and we had some outstanding teams, made it to a few state tournaments. Uh, what are your recollections of that career as a Lady Viking well, fast pitch softball was just getting started uh, during those days, and so especially the pitching part, I I can remember it seemed like more of a full pitch type of pitch when we first get started. But uh, I decided that uh, with the help of my dad, that you know we would try to really go for it and learn how to do the fast pitch, and went to camps and. What I remember about that is just trying to learn how to get involved with the pitching. Um, he took me to Ohio University camp one year, and that's where it all started. He had a pitcher that had just graduated, and a catcher come to Ripley and peek at the ropes. And so that's kind of how it all got started. And I can remember driving by the softball field, and, and there's Vernon uh, sitting on a bucket uh, catching your pitches, and he did that hour after hour. Yes, I remember that too, Rube. <laughs> now, the Lady Vikings as a team, as if my memory serves me correct, we made it to the state tournament um, in both 87 and 89. And um, at the time, all softball was in one class in West Virginia. There was no double-A, triple-A uh, uh, situation. Everybody was in one class. And I believe that we made it to the state finals twice, but we're not able to get over that big hump. Well, you're right, and uh, so not to bring out bad memories, but you know we certainly had a really good run. And I remember specifically my senior year when we were playing in the state tournament, and I remember you being there. <laughs> but uh, we ended up we had a really good game against Milton. 
And then we won and had to go straight on over to play in the championship game. And uh, against the team that I don't know if they even played that day or if they had it, uh, certainly had a little time to rest up. But that was a tough one to lose. I think we just kind of ran out of steam. But certainly we had a really good four years while we were there. Ashley, after high school, um, of course, you made uh, first team All-State in softball and I believe in basketball as well. Is that correct? That's true. And then you, you chose uh, for your as your college choice, you picked Moorhead State. And why did you choose Moorhead at the time? Well, Moorhead uh, contacted us, as I recall, of course, when you're 18, you don't really think of, you don't know how all this goes down with great detail, but, um, you know, we went to Moorhead, towards the campus, met the coaches, and, and the girls on the team, and it just seemed like a great fit. It was a decent-sized campus, but one small enough where you got attention on your classes, and, and the whole fam there was just getting started. In fact, Moorhead was one of the first, um, universities to have fast pitch. Um, UK didn't even have fast pitch at the time. Um, all the OVC type schools had it, but so that was kind of beginning there as well um, at the college level. And, um, you know, I was just really blessed with an opportunity to go play softball for, and get my education for free. So it all worked out very well. And uh, and you were a blessing for Moorhead State because I was looking at some of those numbers and they're absolutely incredible. Two of them that uh, jump out at me, uh, eight shutouts and uh, an earned run average of 0 0.17. And I believe you ranked among the national leaders in that particular season. I did. And... Uh that, you know, looking back, I have a greater appreciation for it. When when you're younger, at least for me, I didn't pay really that close attention to statistics. But um, when I look back, and I don't know if you uh, find the name Lisa Fernandez familiar. Of course, she played out on the West Coast, and I was, I think, second to her in our average, which sounds pretty cool now, <laughs> but I know the history. <laughs> And Ashley, uh, you were selected for the um, Hall of Fame at uh, Moorhead State. And uh, as a matter of fact, you're uh, included in the Mid-Ohio Valley uh, Hall of Fame as well. So you're in so many Hall of Fames, it just do, uh, it, it shows what type of an athlete that you were uh, during your competitive days. <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, you saying that. And uh, the Lord just really blessed me with... Uh, the abilities and also with family who was there to support me in, in doing that. And Ashley, let's talk about your family today. Tell us about uh, your um, what, what your family is up to and, and about your career. Well, my family now uh, consists of uh, two kids. Uh, my husband and I have a son is about to graduate high school and a daughter who's a junior so things in our household are really hopping right now with proms and graduation and we're, uh, my daughter plays softball so we're in softball season right now um, you know I work for State Farm who I've worked for for 24 years plus and um, 
has been a, a really great ride. We live, live here in the Lexington area, so um, it's a great area uh, to live in, and we really enjoy it. We're, we're very busy people right now. <laughs> Ashley, it's been so great to talk with you and get caught up on, on your life, and we appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great talking to you. You know, Brian, uh, Ashley was a very dominant pitcher uh, during her era at Ripley High School. I can recall going to a game, and sometimes the opposing team would cheer. They would be so excited if they had a batter who was capable of fouling off a pitch. And, Rube, it's been a wild sectional for the Lady Vikings softball. Uh, You look at what the Lady Vikings are are up against. It's Parkersburg South and Parkersburg High. Parkersburg South upset the Lady Vikings in extra innings. Then Ripley turns around and upsets Parkersburg 6-1. to Then following that victory, Ripley eliminates Parkersburg South 10-2 with the finals of that sectional set for Friday night at Parkersburg. High is hosting uh, the Viking Invitational Track Meet on Friday evening at Memorial Stadium. We're familiar with the stellar running career of distance runner Tori Starcher, but the Lady Vikings have a great supporting cast as they pursue another AAA state championship. Here's an update with Brian Johnson. Let's go Big Blue. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by Viking star hurdler Cassidy Miller. Cassidy, thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. Talk about uh, track and field. I mean, we've talked with a lot of your teammates. Uh, You guys are dominant. I mean, this Ripley track program has turned into something pretty special, and I know it's been fun for you to be part of it. Yeah, it's definitely been an experience. Uh, You know, like starting my freshman year, I only did track because my sister, Laurel Miller, did track, and I I really didn't want to do it, but I'm really glad I stuck out for – all four years it's been a fun ride how hard is running hurdles to me it looks very difficult now I have a hard time running period but uh, let alone jumping over hurdles every so often to me that seems like one of the most difficult uh, parts of track definitely 300 hurdles is probably the hardest race there is in high school Uh, it's like running a 400 but 10 times worse and then those 100 high hurdles they aren't too bad but there's just a lot of hurdles and you're going really fast it's not much but it's 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 not it's nothing big compared to what could be done in college are you counting them in your head as you're going over them what 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 exactly is going through your mind are you focused on making sure you clear the next one is there something a trigger in your mind that helps you do this no, I just, I just go and I step and hope I don't fall over them. I'm really just hoping and praying I don't fall. That's the funny thing is most really good athletes, people that excel at their field, kind of go blank when they get out there and they're competing. They don't have a lot of thoughts going on in their mind. They just react, and it seems to be that way with you. Yeah, they always tell us to worry about our steps in between, but uh, like for 300s, they always say you want – want 21 or 19 steps in between the hurdles but whenever one of any of our hurdlers like younger hurdlers ask me what I do I just tell them just go just run fast get over the hurdle don't worry about which leg it is because you're going to end up alternating legs lead legs somewhere in between there but for threes uh, not threes for 
uh, highs. You ultimately want a three-step. Sadly, I cannot get that because I'm just I'm not good. I'm not good at 100 highs, but um, I just run and hope and pray I don't fall. So that's really season winding down. You got state tournament uh, or the state uh, meet looming out there in front of you, and I know you guys have lofty goals. I know you'd love to win another state championship. I know you'd probably like to win one individually as well. Where's your mindset as you get closer to that? Well, this season has been something else, uh, but I feel like if we really work towards it and push hard, we should we should be able to accomplish it. Um, as long as we stay at work as a team and not keep the team mindset, we haven't really had that team mindset lately, but uh, as, my thoughts as we get down closer to the end, it's to have a team back, to have a team. Now, you're a senior, and your time here at Ripley's winding down. I know you're getting excited about that, I'm sure. Uh, what's next for you? I'm going to be attending uh, West Virginia University in the fall. Um, not real sure what I'm going to major in. I decide I'm not doing any sports. I might do, like, intramural club stuff yeah. whenever I get there. But other than that, uh, just going to studies. What is it that makes you uh, tick? What do you what What do you have fun doing outside of uh, actually being at track or being at school or uh, whatever you might be competing in? What makes Cassidy tick? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not that. I'm not that interesting <laughs> of a person. I uh, I do 4-H, so I'm taking a lamb to the fair this year. This will be my last year. Uh, 4-H camp. That's about it. Yeah. Cassidy, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way, and best of luck in Morgantown next year. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by arguably the most dominant athlete to ever don the blue and white at Ripley High School. And uh, once again, Tori Starcher joining us. Thanks for taking the time, Tori. Thanks for having me. Tell me about the pin relays. I mean, wow, what an amazing accomplishment for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're putting Ripley High School on the map across the nation. Talk a little bit about Thank that. Thank you. The event, it was my second year going there. So I kind of knew going into it what I was a little bit more familiar with it. So that was nice. But it's just like such an incredible event. There's so much energy there. And the people, like, I don't know many people there, obviously. And they were, everybody was just, like, cheering for you, whether they knew you or not. So it was really awesome to just have a whole bunch of support behind you and just, like, people cheering for you the whole time. So it was awesome energy there. Talk about your time, Tori. You, you shaved 13 seconds off of last year's time. That's quite a, a dramatic improvement. I mean, 13 seconds to someone who doesn't uh, run – uh, competitively may not sound like a lot, but that's quite a bit. What was the difference for you from last year to this year? I think a big thing was just I was a lot more familiar with the event. Going into it last year, I had I was walking around a lot more than I did this year just because I had to uh, go to packet pickup and just find my number and stuff. So there was a lot of walking involved, and I was just on my feet a lot the day of the race. So I think I was a little bit tired going into the race. So I think just being able to have familiar, fam, be familiar with the race going in and know what to do, that helped a lot. And obviously just having a stronger base in another year under my belt, that, that's really awesome to have also. 
So you ran four minutes and 38 seconds and some change. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> That's an insane time to run the mile in. Let me just say, uh, I, I, I really can't even fathom that. Do you have a number in your head that you're shooting for uh, to beat? Right now, I haven't really thought too much about it. Kind of the goal. I didn't know if 440 would ever be possible, definitely entering high school. But as I had progressed and stuff, it was 440 and breaking it was definitely on my mind. So now that I've done it and I have a whole nother year to go, I'm not quite sure. I, I really need to. I don't know. It's it's really exciting that I've done it this early. But right now, I haven't thought too much about um, what else, what other kind of time I want to accomplish yet. Now, on a local level, uh, you have a big race this weekend, right? Uh, the Ripley Vikings are hosting a race here at Ripley High School? Yes, we have a meet today. Tell me about that. What What do you expect? Uh, we've interviewed a lot of your teammates over the last couple of weeks. Um, you guys seem really close. I mean, this seems like a, uh, a really close-knit group, uh, and that certainly explains a lot uh, as to why you guys have had the success you've had over the last couple of years. Yes, even outside the track, all of us are super close teammates, and we're all friends. So that's a really nice aspect of um, just being able to incorporate friendship and um, just supporting each other on the team. So that's really awesome. This me is obviously um, going to be nice just because we have our home crowd in front of us and we'll have everybody cheering for us and our friends there. So that's really nice. So uh, I'm just looking forward to having um, a bigger support system going into this race. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but your mom was a hurdler at Ravenswood. Is that yes. correct? You ever had any uh, thoughts about running hurdles or is that, that has she ever uh, tried to, to get you to do that? Or what's, uh, what's the thinking behind uh, the, the events that you do compete in? No, not really. When I started running, uh, I was a lot younger, so I was pretty short. So jumping hurdles was never like a big um, thing on my mind. So now I guess that I've been, I've grown a lot since I've been in high school. So I haven't really given it much thought just because I don't want to be injured or anything. So maybe if I was a little bit taller and bigger as I started running, it could have been a possibility, but I was just really small. So we never gave it much thought. Tori, based on your resume, I don't think I would change a whole lot of, <laughs> of what you're doing. I think, I think you're uh, headed in the right direction. Uh, you've, you've been incredible and we uh, certainly expect that to continue. And I, I've noticed uh, you've been taking some recruiting trips, uh, you were at Stanford a few weeks ago. Uh, I've seen you posting things at my alma mater at the University of Kentucky a few times. I think maybe you raced down there. What What are you looking for uh, when you go on these recruiting trips? Is there something specific? Uh, is Is it all uh, from an education aspect mostly, or or do you weigh some in on uh, um, the athletic part of it as well? Some of the main things that I'm looking for at schools are definitely – good connections with the coaches because I know um, I'm really close with my coaches. So I definitely want to have a coach that I'm comfortable with and just, uh, like I said, have a strong connection with. And then obviously team, I want to have a strong bond with my team and I want to make sure that um, there are people that I can spend a lot of my time with. And if not, you know, a lot of years in the future. So I want to definitely have good, um, connections 
and feel good bonds with my teams and coaches. Those are the two main athletic things. And then obviously academically, I want to go to a school that fits me and just has a good record. Um, you're a competitive person, fair to say? Yes. <laughs> so when you compete in the classroom as well, I mean, we know, we know your competitive nature um, out on the track, but uh, when you get in the classroom, do you push and want to be number one in the classroom as well? Yes, definitely. I mean, just because I have a competitive nature, I think it definitely transfers to the classroom. So I'm always trying to do my best athletically and definitely in my schoolwork. And you are relatively a young lady, what, 17 years old? Is that correct? Has it dawned on you what you've accomplished? Uh, One day you'll you'll be uh, my age and you'll look back and, and I'm sure fondly look back at these times and and be amazed uh, at what you have accomplished so far. And I know there's a lot more out there for you to accomplish, but it it really is amazing. Uh, When, when I see all the athletes have come through Ripley high school and have gone on to do great things here, uh, what you've done has been unparalleled. And I don't think even, even with the, accolades that you get I don't think it's enough Tori I think it's amazing and and we we appreciate that and I know Ruben and I do and that's why we wanted to get you back on here thank you so much yeah I mean sometimes I have sometimes when it first occurs it's kind of like a shock and you don't let it settle in so like last week just after the first you know few hours few days after it kind of happened and I just thought about it it's really overwhelming but it's it's super satisfying just to know that all the hard work and uh, just like dedication you put into it is paying off. Well, Tori, I know you're on lunch break right now. I don't want to take up all your time, but Hey, we appreciate it. Uh, Wish you nothing but the best of luck this week uh, in Ripley and the meet here and uh, you and your team the rest of the way. Hopefully you can uh, bring home another state championship. Thank you so much. Tori, stay, uh, stay with us, uh, you know, keep us uh, in mind because we know you're going to be doing more great things and more meets this summer, so hopefully we can catch up with you again. Sounds awesome. Thank you for having me. Viking track team will attempt to qualify through the regional, seven-team regional, on Wednesday, May 8th. The seven-team region includes the Vikings, Parkersburg High, Parkersburg South, Spring Valley, Cabell Midland, Hurricane, and Huntington. And we wish both the Viking boys and the Viking girls track team the best of luck as they push for a state championship. Ripley Vikings number one. Postseason baseball is upon us, and Ripley has its sights set on advancing in the Class AAA playoffs. Last time Ripley advanced in the state tournament, Christopher Jordan was right in the middle of all the action. He was a fixture in the infield at Ripley High School for four years, and now he's pretty much a fixture at West Virginia State. Our welcome to Viking 360, Christopher Jordan. Christopher, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's nice to be here. Big uh, doubleheader sweep and a, and a series sweep over Glenville State uh, for the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, it's uh, it was a crucial sweep for us to stay in the playoff hunt, so that will put us up about – Depending on how Concord and UC did, we should be a solid third place now and creeping up with four games left against the number one team in uh, Charleston. 
Christopher, um, let's talk about your career here at State. Um, uh, how has it been as far as playing collegiate baseball for you? Uh, you, see, you seem to be having a, a good time out there. Yeah, it's just something you have to love to play it because a lot of people say they want to play it until they actually play it and then they realize they don't like it. But I've had some up and downs from freshman to sophomore year and sophomore to junior year, but it's the only thing that's keeping me going. Some i got to find stuff to work on. Awesome. And it just keeps you going and trying to get better each each and every day. And also, and, and it's, it's kept you pretty busy during the, the summer months as well. Tell us about that, where all you have been and where all you have played. Absolutely. I, uh, freshman year, I uh, played for Coach Keaton in uh, Virginia at uh, Woodstock in the Valley League. Then uh, last summer, I played for Neil Schaffner in the Great Lakes League at Galleon. And this summer, I'm playing for uh, Steve Larkin in Cape Girard, Missouri. All right, Christopher. Um, if I know uh, if you had a crystal ball, crystal ball, but uh, what lies ahead for the baseball and Christopher Jordan? What do you see happening here? My dream since I was little was to get drive, so I'd love for that to happen. If not, I got I'm getting two degrees in uh, finance and economics, and got to have a degree to coach college baseball. I'd love to coach college baseball too. That's awesome. So there's. A lot of stuff we can go here, but that's the main stuff right there. Christopher, as, as we look back on your high school career, some some great teams there wearing the Viking uh, blue and white and including a trip to the state tournament. But uh, what are some of your memories of, of playing at Ripley? Yeah, feels like a long time ago. But, guy, the friendships you make, you grow up with them, you grow old with them. That was one of the things. I still have friendships from there. and. Obviously a trip to play at the state tournament was awesome. Awesome experience, all the support that we had, not only for us, but for Nitro as well. That was just a great atmosphere to be a part of. That's probably, that probably the best thing. It really was. Happened. And you had an exciting time as a Little League player. And, and let's talk about going back. Let's go back a little bit further and talk about that one uh, summer as a Little League player. You won a state championship. You end up, what, one game away from the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. We, uh, that is a long time ago. But we ended up, uh, we lost our first game in pool play in the regionals, and we had to win out. Again, we ended up winning out. And the team we played from Virginia, we played them my 10-year-old year when we won the state tournament. They beat us like 20 to 2. And we ended up getting good revenge on that with the same group of kids that we had and the same group they had. Then we played a good uh, Georgia team that ended up going to the finals of the Little League World Series. And it was an awesome experience down there. Have like that uh, little big league feel with the stadium and how they treated you and everything. Who announced it? It was just, it was awesome. Christopher, I thank you for spending time with us this afternoon. Congratulations on, on the sweep, and good luck to you as you wrap up your season down here at the Institute. Thank you, sir. It was a pleasure being with you. You know, Brian, it's really been a um, crazy up-and-down Jekyll and Hyde season for the Viking baseball team this year. They've shown the ability to knock off uh, some of the top teams in the state, such as Morgantown, uh, and capital, and yet, uh, and they only lost to Hurricane by one run, and yet they've also shown that they're capable of, of losing to average teams. I think some of that, Rube, is to do with their difficult schedule. I think they've played, as you and I have talked, one of the most difficult schedules 
in the state of West Virginia. And uh, sometimes if you show up to the ballpark and you don't have your A game, uh, anyone can beat you. The regular season finale at Viking Park was Military Appreciation Night. Former Viking shortstop Tyler Casto sent a letter to the team. We leave you with his words of encouragement shared by Ripley Public Address announcer Mike Rubin. The following message is from Ripley graduate and former Viking shortstop Tyler Casto. Hey guys, I'm in the United States Navy stationed in Virginia Beach. As I was watching the news one night, which I never do, I saw all the bad going on in the world, and I just wanted to help make a difference. Playing baseball for the Ripley Vikings was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I learned a lot of life lessons on that field. I can still hear the legend Coach Ray Swisher calling me a goathead. To the players, enjoy every second you go out on that diamond. Live in the moment. Get the job done. Listen to your coaches. Execute the game plan. Go to war for your brothers in that clubhouse every game and leave it all out there. Being a Ripley Viking is an honor. Fight for that name on the front of your jersey. Keep playing great and always give 110% for your team. God bless and go Vikings. Thanks for listening to Viking 60s. We'll see you around.